the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, one of Houston's longest-running financial radio shows. We've been on the air for well over ten, a decade and uh, going on uh, a second decade. And so uh, we're starting a new decade in 2020, coming here in another week. So what's going to happen? I think we're going to see some big changes. We're going to be discussing some of that during the show. Uh, we'll be talking about saving uh, money, building up wealth, uh, and, and also uh, how to do that. And so the first way to do it is, is to uh, – Follow our motto and our philosophy for the Max Out Savings Show, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. The uh, looking out, uh, and that that typically, that typically, by the way, that means putting away as much as you can in in your company's savings plan. Uh, I've been talking to my kids; they're starting jobs now, and and about the importance of putting away money for retirement. When you're younger, uh, it, it really, I, I think it's easier to start out and put away a lot of money when your expenses aren't real high. I mean, I, the thing, one of the more amazing things as you go through life is, is you realize when you start out, if you're making, if you're making $30,000 a year, you go, oh, wow, if I can just make $40,000 a year, I'll have so much money. And then, and then a couple years later, or, or you say, if I can just hit sixty thousand dollars a year, wow! I'll just be have so much money. I don't know what to do. We'll buy a house. We'll do this. <laughs> the amazing thing, I'll start saving then. The amazing thing with this is, no matter how much money you make, you can spend up to it. Uh, you know, we, we've had some some uh, different things. Uh, one of our uh, how to uh, max out saving report, how to handle sudden wealth. We've re- uh, released a couple times. We need to re-release that, but it's about eighty percent of the uh, of the lottery winners. Seventy-five, eighty percent of the lottery winners lose most of their money within five years, in five or ten years. And so it, it's it, it, and they have an enormous amount of money they're just able to spend up to it. So if you start out at the beginning, saving money, putting it away from the very beginning, you develop those habits over the long term. And they'll make you money, and, and they'll be able to retire successfully and build up wealth. And so, that and just remember the philosophy: save aggressively, invest conservatively. And and so, I mean, at least ten percent in your company uh, program. At a minimum, you want to uh, typically a four hundred one k plan has some type of match. It might be two percent, three percent. Some of them I've seen as high as seven, eight percent. They're pretty high, uh, but typically it, it, it's three, five percent somewhere in there. At a minimum, you want to collect, save up the free money, save up to the match, because that's basically free money. Oftentimes, they'll match 50 percent up to six percent or something or eight percent, or they'll match 100 percent up to four percent. Well, that's giving you a free risk free 100 percent or 50 percent return on your money. So take advantage of that. We're coming up at the year end. Now's the time to start the New Year's resolutions. Make things, make make yourself a saver, and, and and it's easy at the end of the year to make those changes in your 401k plan, your 457, your 403b. Talk to your HR person and just 
start the savings program. It's easy when you're younger, especially. You don't have any expenses, and uh, and so it all goes to the bottom line. And so that's really exciting. And by saving right away, you basically take that money away from your spending pile, put it away, and you're not spending it. Because, again, one of the big shocks in life is no matter how much money you make, you will spend right up to that level unless you put the money away. And so this is why you pay yourself first, you put it away in your 401k plan first, and then you go from there and you can spend the money however you want, but have a plan. Uh, Some people don't have good 401k plans then have some other plan. Use the IRA, use the SEP IRA. You know, I've seen some people just go, Hey, look, I'm just going to put it in real estate. I'm going to buy a piece of real estate and I'm going to put it in there and build up that. That's an acceptable way to do it. And then, Within 10, 15 years, 20 years, you have your real estate paid off, and hopefully it went up, uh, and, and you can do pretty well that way. But have some type of plan for saving money and building up wealth, some type of plan. It doesn't have to be a perfect plan, but have a plan. The easiest one I've ever seen has been the 401K. That We see more millionaires coming into our office than you can believe with the 401K plans, and that it's pretty simple. Uh, it, some some people have multi millions of dollars in their plan. Some people have a half a million in their plan, but it, it, it's an income based saving plan. So remember, save aggressively, invest conservatively. Uh, this is a live show, of course, here in Houston, Texas. It's live on Saturday. I think on Sunday we do a, a repeat. It's gotten the, the show's gotten very popular. I think it's probably might be KNTH's most popular or one of their most popular. I think it's the most popular the last numbers I've seen. Uh, show on the weekends, and so you can also catch it by going to the website, uh, just Google in KNTH or 1070 AM, uh, go to the website, hit the listen live button, you can listen anywhere in the world. We had someone from uh, Eastern Europe actually uh, sign up for the news. We actually have had a lot of people sign up in Europe and stuff and places like that. They actually requested some stuff from us, and uh, it's surprising where people are listening to the show now, so th- that's pretty gratifying, and and because we really try to have the show build in around you. So you can also call in live on Saturday. Uh, give us a call. We'll be happy to take your calls. And uh, I'm actually on remote today over in Austin for the day. I had to run over last night and drop one of my sons off. And we're back here. And uh, he's already left this morning. He's already in San Francisco. So here I am in Austin. Uh a uh, couple things. The what? What? A few things we want to sit there in and go through uh, right now. I, I saw some numbers today on on wages are rising, uh, and particularly it, 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 wages are rising for for working people at the at the quickest rate in a decade. I mean, this is this is the exciting thing about a free market capitalist system. If you actually let it work. It will create jobs and it will create wealth. And, and, and there's been all this talk from the Democrats about we need to raise minimum wage. And I just listened to some people talking there on that West Coast about they're raising the minimum wage. Now all the good restaurants are shutting down. But if you just let the free market work, wages will go up anyway. And, and for the bottom 25% of, work, of, of, of income earners, the bottom 25% income earners, we have one one uh, their wages went up a certain bit. Now the top twenty five percent of wage earners over, uh, recently have gone up two point nine percent. Wages went up two point nine percent on the top twenty five percent. For the bottom twenty five percent, they went up four point five percent. This is exciting. It's exciting on a number of levels. It means that that President Trump's program to help working people is starting to pay off. Uh, the the group that's been left behind has been the has been the lower wage workers uh, over the last two decades we've lost millions of jobs hundreds and hundreds of thousands of factories to china now we've engaged in a trade war companies are moving out of china they're moving back to the united states wages are coming up people want products made in the united states of america it, it, i mean it, it just they have higher quality they're safe they're environmentally safe. They're environmentally produced in a safe, conscientious way. They're higher quality products that, that, that people like helping out their fellow uh, Americans get jobs and earn money. And, and so 
you're starting to see that happen. Finally, it took us how many years? How many? I mean, literally, we had a president say those jobs aren't coming back. They just gave up and weren't even going to try. And like everyone in the United States was going to become a coder and and in a a service worker or some ridiculous thing. And if we ever went into war, we'd have no no ability to produce product, semiconductors, electronics, or anything left in the United States. It 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 and finally. Uh, the American people came up. They elected President Trump, even though he wasn't – they didn't quite agree with his style and his method. But they, one thing they knew about Donald Trump is he would get the job done and take it to the Chinese, which is no other president has done uh, since probably uh, maybe Kennedy or something. I don't know. I mean every one of them after that basically has uh, – Johnson has I, I, – has tried to do everything they can to help out China. And then every time we tried to slow China down or get the factories back, they, they'd be, the presidents would be bamboozled with the, with the crummy trade deal that helped out a few companies. And then we lost another 100,000 factories. And, and so this is changing. So what the important thing and why this is important to your investments and stuff is lower, lower sector wages are going up. There's no doubt about it. If you look at our hourly wages, warehouse workers up 3.7 percent uh low wage low wage rates uh this is another study matched high skill they looked at another way low low skill job uh raises matched high skill jobs for the first time in 20 years again that bottom is coming up which is what you have to do the strength of the united states of america isn't the real wealth the super wealthy people at the top the most amazing thing about that is, is that there's wealthy people in every country. There are wealthy people in Zimbabwe. There's there's wealth wealthy people in Venezuela. The rest of the country is starving and losing weight. There's wealthy people in China. There's wealthy people Russia. But the strength of the United States of America is a is a very large middle class where where everybody shares in, in, in the wages. They spend money. The, the factory, the, the pie gets bigger for everybody involved. And that's the real secret, of the, you know, one of the secrets of the United States. And so we're seeing that come around in here. And, and so so what we're looking at here is is those things are starting to go up. This is an amazing statistic. For warehouse workers, now, uh, in, in uh, Georgia, the minimum wage is like seven twenty-five an hour. Well, in Atlanta, warehouse workers, in the last two years, wages have gone from $12 to $15, which is twice, which is twice the minimum wage. They've gone up $3, which is about, uh, what is that? That's about 25% in two years. And, and again, this shows you a growing economy. This shows you factories are coming back. This shows you warehouses are going in, distribution is going in. We're modernizing the United States for the next decade or two with smart, smart uh, machines, smart, uh, smart products, uh, smart devices, automation, uh, self-driving cars. All types of different things are happening, but you've got to have a modernized system, and that's what we're doing. We're finally putting the money into the United States versus putting the money in every other country of the world and ignoring the United States of America. And so so this so we're seeing this. Now, this is good, but one of the things is it's going to start creating more inflation. The the Fed the what we're talking about wages going up 4.5% here recently on on the bond point. The Fed is injecting uh, they they've injected a half a trillion dollars in a quantitative easing program the recently announced back in September, October, called it's not quantitative easing, but even though most uh, economists will tell you it is. Fascinating thing, there was a, I saw a story by uh, David Stockman on the Fed, and they have thousands of economists on their payroll. And not only that, they've actually, they have thousands of economists on their payroll and, and and then they have thousands of they have hundreds of economists that are on they're, they're doing different studies at the institutions and what they're doing is they're paying off all these economists to ignore the basic basic premises of what they're doing which is flawed in many ways 
with negative interest rates, with flooding the system with money every time the stock market has a hiccup, over time, that's going to be inflationary. It's going to debase the dollar. And, and, I, and I could never figure out why there wasn't more criticism. And then when I saw those numbers, I realized, well, these, the Fed is paying off all these university professors around the country. And, and this is why we're not getting legitimate criticism of the Fed. And if they've got thousands of economists on their payroll, that tells me they're trying to be central planners, which, again, as, as people, long-time listeners of the Max Out you know, I'm no friend of the Federal Reserve. I think it's going to end up in a disaster for, 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 the, for the country. And you can't just keep printing money. So what we're seeing here is we got a Fed very loose, printing money, uh, half a trillion dollars, quantitative easing. Uh, we have wages are going up across the board. We have 3.5% unemployment. And, and this is going to result in something. And we're going to talk about this after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. He said this whole world's full of chances. And this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the line to Nashville to finally find his break and make a home. And make a home. There's a train flew out of Boston. Ted Gioka and the Max Out Saving Show continue after this short break. To find out more about Max Out Savings Advisors, visit MaxOutSavings.com. In a moment, more of the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We were talking earlier about uh, rising wages, particularly in the uh, in the lower end of the scale of wages, are going up. We're talking in the not only are high skilled jobs wages going up, but lower skilled jobs. Because remember, we've heard all this talk. Look, everyone has to be retrained to be a computer programmer, which is just incredible. I mean, I have a mechanical engineering degree, and programming is not easy. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, yet somehow we're going to ha- get low-skilled workers to become programmers is just completely absurd. But, but, but what this is showing you is the economy is broadening out, and it's, it, it's pulling up lower-skilled workers. Remember, lower-skilled workers, as we add more, more automation to different systems, 
you can afford to pay your workers more. And you're going to see more and more automation. You know, we were actually uh, working with it, uh, an automated uh, uh, pizza kitchen uh, with some people on that. It's been really fascinating to see how that works in, in, in different things. And you can afford to pay people more. Uh, you know, McDonald's, the, the most amazing thing about McDonald's, if you go back and, and particularly if you watch Ray, the movie about Ray Kroc, is <laughs> – McDonald's, the real genius to McDonald's was is he figured out a way to make burgers in kind of uh, systemized. It wasn't robots, but it, he had systems for everything to, to make burgers quicker than everyone else and cheaper than everyone else. It was really, it was really a, uh, when he first started out, some people, some uh, restaurateurs started making fried chicken and other things using the same equipment and same strategies because the genius of Ray Kroc was, he automated the systems, it, and you're going to see much more automation. It's working through the system, but it's work, it, it, and it's doing well because low-end wages are going up, which is a major positive. But but that's going to be cause more inflation over time. Hourly wages up 3.7 percent. Lower wage workers on another study at 4.5. This is going to cause more inflation. The Federal Reserve is engaged in quantitative easing, and this is going to add more inflation to the system. Right now, the last time, when you have a 3.5% unemployment rate, when you've got wages going up at 4.5%, that's the last thing you want to be doing is flooding the system with money. So this is going to be inflationary. It's going to push the dollar down. So one of the big themes going forward is, is and what we've been talking about this for a year or two, is I think you're going to see a currency reset coming up out there. And I think it's going to endanger a lot of people's IRAs and 401k plans that they don't they set for. We had an extremely good market, a very hot market. Uh, the market was up, and then at the end of the year, uh, the Fed flooded the system with money on a quantitative easing program and, and, and had, had pushed the market up further. And we've had a very good year. Now, people forget last Christmas it was a complete disaster, and the market dropped 15 or 20 percent. Some stocks dropped more than that right into the year end. So we kind of had a bounce back. But what we're dealing with is is we're seeing more inflation coming out there. Gold was one of the better – performing asset classes this year, I think it's going to continue to improve. Uh, I think one of the big trends for 2020 is going to be a lower dollar. A couple of things you said, Ted, why are we going to see a lower dollar? A couple of things. We're, we're seeing the Federal Reserve is engaged in quantitative easing, which is putting more dollars in the system. The Europeans, Mario Draghi has left. And, and, and uh, uh, Christine Lagarde is the new uh, head of the European Central Bank. Well, they're kind of rejecting the idea. Over the last four or five years, they've come up with this idea of negative interest rates, which is which is a radical idea of, of what we'll do is we'll charge people to put money. So if you give us money at the bank, we're not going to give you interest. We will charge you. And in theory, it should get the economy going. Europe has been a disaster for the last decade. You think we had bad growth in the United States. They've had no growth in Europe for the last 10 years. They have underperformed almost every other major area in the world because of negative interest rates. Well, Lagarde is kind of rejecting that in a nice way. Rates are starting to go up. Uh, recently, a couple months back, we talked about three, four or five months back, $17 trillion worth of, of global bonds at negative interest rates, which means people were losing money. What that means is there was $17 trillion that was going down every single every single day depreciating. Now that's only $11 trillion. They're, they're trying to work out of the problem. So the Europeans are starting to raise rates over there, and, and they've rejected the negative interest rates. That means the euro is going to start probably going up against the dollar. And the Fed is flooding the system with dollars over here, and they're keeping interest rates artificially low. Look, with 3.5% unemployment, with 4.5% wage growth on the lower end, there's no way anybody should be putting money into the system and engaged in quantitative easing. And, and, and so this is going to be – you're going to see a lower dollar. This is going to be very bullish for gold. Gold's going to win in a couple ways. Inflation. It's going to win through currency depreciation. Somewhere in the next – Two years, I've been saying that for about a year or two years, but I think it's probably sooner. You're going to see some type, some currency have a problem. When it does, the gold and the silver markets are going to do extremely well. A lower dollar is also bullish for gold. You're seeing for oil. So you're seeing oil is starting to move up. Now, as we recently talked about on the show, uh, the Max Out Savings Show, the percentage 
and I've got these, uh, the percentage of in the S&P of, of, of oil is near record lows. It, it, uh, of oil stocks in the S&P 500, per, the percentage-wise, the percentage in tech sector is is near record highs. A couple things. The tech sector is very hot. Everybody's piling into it. There's there there's an enormous amount of money flowing in. It reminds me a lot of the 1969, uh, where you had the Nifty 50, where you had Xerox, you had McDonald's, uh, you had uh, National Cash Register, IBM, and then it kind of blew up, and you had the 70s with 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 uh, with with the explosion of gold price and the oil embargo. I don't think you get an oil embargo, but you're going to see an explosion of, of, of gold. Price. I think that's that's the environment we're in. And so what we're going to see happen is is I think you're going to see more real assets start going up. Now oil, oil a lot of oil stocks are the same they were two or three years ago when oil was was probably 25 percent lower. And so it's like, what's going on? We've got a very hot market near record highs. Oil stocks aren't produced, aren't going up. What's going on, Ted? It's 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 a couple things. There's something called ESG, which is environment, social justice, and governance, which is social and governance, which is this is this is a, a democratic socialist idea of of companies should should our basic. They're not really owned by the shareholders. They're owned by the common people, you know, the, the government, the people, the socialism. So really, the, the companies can operate, but they're really – the shareholders really don't own – they own the company, but they're really controlled by the people. It's socialism. And so look, and so they, they're presenting all these demands to companies. Look, you've got to watch out for the environment. We want to see your CO2 reduction. What are you doing to save the planet? Uh, what are you doing for social social justice? Are you hiring in, uh, enough uh, different uh, minorities? Are you hiring uh, uh, enough illegal aliens? Are you uh, those type of things? And then the governance issues: Do you have someone from the community on your board? Do you have someone from the labor union on your board? Do you have a government official on your board, like they have in China? And 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 so they haven't. I haven't heard that one, but that will come. And because of, and so what you're seeing is. Is these corporate and they're going to the pension funds? They're going to endowments. They're going to real wealthy people. Go look! You can't own oil company stocks. You can't own coal stocks. You can't own uh, farming stocks because those are all polluting the planet. You're like, wait a minute! I have to eat, but that's that's irrelevant for another day. So you need to sell these because in five years, oils, no one's going to need oil for anything. And, and, and quite, it's going to be a huge problem. And, and so they're convincing big pension funds, big, uh, uh, big endowments, the, the uh, different types of, of other, where there's big union money to sell oil company stocks. So, the, so these, these, these institutions have been dumping oil company stocks because they, it, it, because they think the oil business is going away in a couple of years. Look, Oh, over Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, I had a discussion with one of our, our family members on. Uh, they were talking. Of, we're talking about. Well, it went from quantum computing over to uh, the the power lines to get the get the power out. And it like, look, the most efficient ones are if you can get carbon nanotechnology to do it. You can you, you get you can get uh, superconducting and you uh, on long distance to move the electricity from the uh, Texas area. Out in the wind farms, over to Dallas or somewhere else, you lose up to fifty percent of power over a long distance. But if you had nanotechnology, if you had superconducting wires, you could move it through and, and get fifty percent more production, which means you need fifty percent less electricity, which is good for the environment. Well, that's all carbon-based. Uh, which he, he said, look, you can increase fuel production in cars possibly fifty percent if you have if carbon throughout the car. It would be super lightweight. Well, that's all carbon. Where do you get the carbon from? Oil, or you get it from coal? Again, this is just nutty stuff that the that, that, that the socialists have come up with that it just completely won't work. So, bottom line for that little discussion is the institutions are going to start working back into the oil and gas sector once they realize that that uh, Bernie Sanders isn't going to be elected president. Uh, they should start coming back into the sector. If he does get elected president or, or Elizabeth Warren, it's going to be a big problem. But this is something we're going to watch. And, and so the oil and gas sector is beaten down. At the same time, the dollar is extremely high, which is negative for oil and gas. And the institutions have been dumping 
have been dumping oil and gas shares. So I think you're going to see a pretty good year for oil and gas next year. Pretty good year for hard assets, precious metals, gold, silver, those type of things. People are going to start looking around, and they're going to see that they need to have some into that sector to protect themselves in case the currency were to implode or there will be a problem at the Federal Reserve or there will be a problem with another currency that collapses around the world. And the Chinese, the Russians uh, are all trying to diversify away from the dollar. So this all leads us to believe it's going to see a lower dollar. The President Trump wants a lower dollar to help out exports. So this should be bullish for oil, gold, silver. I don't think oil is going to run much above this, but you could see more money coming back into the sector. They're very cheap. So this is something we're going to watch here. And so I think this is going to be another big trend for 2000, for, for 2020, precious metals, uh, gold, hard assets. I think you're going to see more interest in that. More U.S.-centric companies are going to do well in 2020. Uh, companies that will profit from a lower dollar. These are one of the bigger things. The tech sector, it's pretty expensive. It's over-owned. It's overvalued. It's at a very high relationship percentage. We, we, we talked about uh, on one of our recent Max Out Savings reports, how uh, there was uh, basically three or four stocks w- w- had such a huge weighting in the S&P 500. Well, they're all tech stocks. It, it, and so I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see some of that type of stuff happening. Uh, I, I think most institutions are overweighted tech. Uh, and we write about this in the Max Out Savings Report. We call it the Y2K Redux. Remember what happened in, in during, it, very similar to right now. Remember what happened in, in 1999. At 1999, uh, December 31st, it became December, January 1st, the next day, 2000, year 2000. Well, some of the computers supposedly weren't going to function. They would all crash. And so what we had is we had an enormous amount of spending on technology to, in 1999. We had the Federal Reserve said, oh, my God, the system is uh, – Alan Greenspan, the, the, once, 19, once January 1st hits, all the computers are going to crash. The economy is going to fall apart, and therefore – he flooded the system with enormous amounts of money as well, which again caused a huge bump up at 1999. The stocks peaked and went straight down from there. I don't think it goes straight down, but I do think you're, you're seeing exactly the same thing, a huge push in technology, a, a panic by a Federal Reserve that, the, that the, it was a repo crisis this time, money flooding into the system, and it, it pushed things up. Look, companies next year, what's going to happen next year? The presidential election. You got Donald Trump there. He wants companies spending money. He wants them putting in factories. He wants them giving people raises. He wants companies hiring people. Other side, who, I don't know who you're going to get, Elizabeth Warren or whatever. Uh, what are they going to want? They're going to want companies spending money in the United States. They're going to want companies uh, putting in new factories, new plant and equipment. They're going to want more money for workers. They're going to have redistributions and figuring the companies need to put more money for workers. Same thing. They're going to possibly put a tax on buying back stock. So most of these big Fortune 500 companies know for 2020, look, we've got to be giving out raises. We want to have show people that we're putting factories in the United States. We want to see expansion. We want to put money in R&D. The American people want to see corporate America putting investing in the United States on the Republican Democratic side. So they're going to try to make it look like the, which means they're going to be spending more money and it's not going to be as good for profits. This year, an enormous amount of money. We had a huge tax cut for corporate America. They put most of the money in stock buyback programs. Right now, going forward for 2020, nobody wants to be seen, no CEO wants to be seen buying massive amounts of stock cutting workers and not giving raises into 2020 because they know the government could be coming after them. And so I think you're going to see some changes again. A little pressure on earnings because of that. You've got higher inflation in general because of a very tight labor market. It's all coming together. And I think we're going to be seeing some more of that type of stuff here shortly. When we talk more about that, we talk about some big changes in in, uh, IRAs coming up with the new SECURE Act and some other things right after this right here on the Maxwell Saving Show. Taking all my time trying to tell me I was treated unfair. 
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, this is a live show here, and if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. would be happy to answer your questions as well. Uh, look, uh, we just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings Report. I have it right here. You can hear it. Uh, if, if you didn't get a copy, uh, uh, sometimes it goes in the spam or, or you need to re- uh, change your email, let us know. Just uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can find it. Sign up for the free report. We talk about the SECURE Act and some of the big changes. This is the biggest change to retirement planning in probably 10 years. It finally passed. Uh, it was attached to the spending bill uh, that uh, President Trump signed on uh, last Friday, I believe it was. And, and, and so uh, big changes in it. And one of the big changes is the change in, in IRA and 401k distribution rules for inherited IRAs. You have to take it, all the money out must be distributed within 10 years. Now, you have some flexibility. You can wait 10 years and then distribute it. So if, if you have an IRA, if you inherited an IRA, you can, uh, you can wait, uh, and you're going to retire in seven years or so. You can wait and start taking the money out in seven years, and then get it. it's got to be out within the next three years. So that could alter your thing. So it's going to require a lot more planning by your financial advisor if, if you do inherit, inherit an IRA or a 401k. Now, let's be real clear on this. We, we had some questions. We got some questions on this. This applies to people who inherit in 2020 if, 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 if they die after December 31st, 2019, which is so it starts next year. So if you're dealing, we actually have some clients that are dealing with this right now, inheriting IRAs. That doesn't apply to them, even if yeah, even if they uh, they wait till next year to get it. it. But I would try to get it taken care of. It's a very simple process to to move uh, to transfer an IRA. It, it, uh, it, it, typically, it doesn't go through the estate attorneys. If they just give us the documentation, we can get things knocked out very quickly. But if you already have, you see, you say Ted, what if I already have a plan? 
if you already have an inherited IRA, you're taking money out in the old way, you can continue to do that. It only changes for people that pass away after December 31st next week. Uh, so, so if you already have your inherited IRA, you've already inherited a 401k and into a beneficiary IRA, you don't have to make any changes. But this is going to require a little bit more uh, planning for retirement uh, because it has to be out in 10 years. And the old, it, typically it was about 3.6% or something you took out initially and it went out over time. So in this case, if you do it over 10 years, it's 10%. This can really jack up your your uh, income uh, and boost your income taxes. It's going to take a lot more planning, a lot more shifting around. So you have to take a larger amount out. Maybe you, you max out your 401k during that 10-year time frame to just shove as much money in that to get your deduction off the other side. So uh, I think the big change, one of the big changes is really going to be that. Uh, here's the other one. If you haven't turned 70 and a half by the end of this year, which is next week, you can wait till 72 uh, on, uh, on a regular IRA. They've changed the, the RMD rule uh, up to 72 for, for people that just that, that uh, turn 70 and a half by the end of the year. So this is a big change as well. This is the first increase in RMD age since the 1960s. That's 50 years ago. So that's a huge change there uh, as well. Uh, there's a number of things. to. It, 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 this is the SECURE Act, which just was signed by President Trump last week. There's a number of changes there as well. Uh, it, it, for uh, 401Ks, make it easier for small companies to participate in 401K plans. Uh that, that we, we write about a lot of this stuff in the in the Max Out Savings Report, but this is some, uh, a big positive. It's called the Secure Act that's just come out. But those are some of the really big changes that are happening. A change in the RMD uh, going forward, starting next year, if you continue to work past age seventy and a half, they've they've eliminated the IRA contribution uh, limit based on age. So you can now. Uh, if you're working, contribute to your IRA at age 85. So that, that's another exciting thing there. So some some big changes on IRAs, uh, particularly inherited IRAs. Uh, you really, if if you inherit an IRA after next after next week, you really have to take some hard looks at, at doing some financial planning to make sure you get the right program. I, I think there'll be some ways that, that that you'll be able to do it, but but you don't want to get stuck. Uh, inheriting a half a million dollar IRA and in in have to either you're going to be having to take out fifty thousand a year, which is a pretty big. You're just going to kick you into high bracket, or at the end doing the whole thing. And, and so there's different strategies. It, it's going to be a lot more gamesmanship, tax type of planning when it comes to inherited uh, the uh, IRAs uh, going forward. So that's one of the big changes. And this you get this. Uh, if, if you haven't gotten the Max Out Savings Report, we write about all this stuff we talk about on the show in the Max Out Savings Report. It's free, completely free. We don't bother you. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for it. Uh, talking again about the, uh, the this inflation, I saw another statistic that small businesses are going to be increasing wages as well. So. Really, I think we're starting to see, I mean, this is really some exciting things happening with wages. Uh, it's really amazing, uh, you know, how this has happened. I mean, President Trump has just done a remarkable job with 3.5% uh, unemployment. And adding jobs, uh, wages are starting to really go up. And, and, and it just worries me a little bit that the Fed is engaged in the quantitative easing. I think you're going to see inflation kick up. Now, a key thing that a lot of people miss is the Fed has also said, look, if inflation starts going up above 2%, we're going to try to be patient as possible. So they're not going to clamp right away, which, again, it goes back to the bullish for, for real assets. Uh, I, I think that's really going to be an area that's going to do well in, in, in 2020. I, uh, again, your, I, the precious metals, gold, silver, Oil, I think I think the institutions are going to start investing in oil stocks again. That's going to be very bullish. The farm sector, we took up positions for our clients uh, here over the last couple months based on the upcoming trade deal. It, the, the China trade deal has really been a, a farm products deal as much as anything. 
Longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know that we have discussed this for two or three years. We've been saying, look, this is not a trade dust up. It's not a tiff. This is a very serious thing. It's going to alter. It's a, it's a genuine trade war. And we've been right on this. This is kind of the first. This is sort of, hey, we're going to agree to kind of stand down on the trade war, back off. So both sides are backing off and they're trying to figure out ways to work together. And one of the easier ways to do it was purchase a lot of farm products. They're going to purchase up to $50, $40 billion worth of farm products. Now, a lot of people said, look, they can't do that because they, that's going to be a lot of farm products. But I think the Chinese really, they, they have the, uh, the African swine uh, uh, fever, which has killed off, some people think, up to half of their hogs over there. And, and that's really a big deal because Chinese eat pork like we eat beef in the United States of America. And so this is pork prices are skyrocketing over there, and and, and a lot of people they have an enormous number of of people that don't make a lot of money, and so this is a big thing. So they're going to try to import a lot of hogs in the United States, a lot of soybeans, and, and a lot of other things. And it's not it's going to be corn. It's going to be they put ethanol in there. So going to be able to buy ethanol, which is going to be used for corn. So if they if they if they use more ethanol, that goes in in that and pushes the price of ethanol up, which helps out the, the corn farmers. All types of different different things. I was on the the phone this this uh, weekend, last weekend, with with uh, one of our farmers in in discussing uh, you know what's going to happen to some of the other crops, particularly pecans. We you know I think they're reducing the the tariff there, and those things should go back up. And, and so it's coming across the board. So I think farming is, is going to be a pretty good area to be next year. Remember what happened this year. It wasn't just the trade war where the Chinese quit buying farm products, but it was record rains in the Midwest. Interesting thing, Texas actually had a drought. But what we're looking at is 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 a uh, is enormous amounts of rain. So the farmers couldn't plant. They couldn't use the seeds. They couldn't plant. Or if they got them planted, they couldn't get the fertilizers or the pesticides in there. And so it just reverberated through the farm belt. And if you're not sure if what your product can do, you might not be able to harvest your product. You're not buying new tractors. You're not buying plant, you know, type of equipment. You're not spinning. So that hurt things. And so I think this year is going to be much better. So I think that's going to be, again, farm products. This is real assets going back to the 70s. And so we'll see. I mean, there's a chance a lot of people out there will tell you that, look, with all this debt out there, it's going to be deflationary. Well, there's two things. You can deflationary and repudiate the debt, or you can inflate the debt. I just think in the end, given the Federal Reserve has shown no proclivity at all to try to, to, to rein in any type of monetary growth whatsoever, and they panic the minute the market goes down, I think in the end you're going to see it's going to be more the inflationary thing. But the interesting thing is if you look at deflation, I've got a study that goes back a number of years. Actually, in deflation, gold did very well as well. People forget the 30s were very deflationary, and gold did extremely well during that time frame over time, uh, although the, the ultimately Roosevelt called in the gold to try to get to more spending. I think you're going to see the same thing here. So those are some of the trends. I think we're going to see shorter-term bonds for 2020, again, uh, we're not for our clients at Max Out Saving Advisors. We're minimizing corporate bonds. We think that's where the bubble is in the market. Uh, it, a fascinating thing is if you if you look at some of the research by the institutions, global institutions, the different bubbles and like government spending in the U.S. is going up. It's becoming a problem uh, around the world. Corporate, uh, corporate, they, they go consumer debt. It's not a huge problem. We have a problem with student loan debt, but it, it, it's, it's, it's been reasonable. It hasn't surged much above 2008 levels. The one area almost in the entire world that, that debt has really spiraled out of control has been corporate America. They have loaded up with massive amounts of debt. And, and, and so uh, this, this is the IMF has looked at this, the Bank of International Settlements, the Federal Reserve. If you listen to, to, to Jay Powell, he goes, well, look, it looks good here for consumers, government, corporate debt. We have some concerns. We're staying away from that sector. I think you want to avoid that sector. You want to be in very high-quality bonds in government. I think you're going to see a liquidity event that's going to cause problems in the corporate bond sector. That's going to give you huge opportunities. Back in 2009, we, we made an enormous amount of money when the corporate debt sector got in trouble. We were able to buy, buy bonds very cheaply. Liquidity is going to be a key. And when that 
sector turns down, there's not going to be liquidity. Same thing in, in, in the ETF market, in the, in the equities, particularly the tech sector. There's going to be no the liquidity is going to dry up, and you're going to see a big drop. I think you're going to see the same thing there. But the debt levels, back, back in 2009 with corporate America, the problem was the, the, the commercial paper market started shutting down. This time, it's more likely going to be the, the longer-term bonds. And again, that's going to give you an opportunity. So you want to avoid that sector. So this is just some of the things. We're going to be talking some more about these things. If, a couple ways you can participate. If, you, if you're coming up on retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors, manage your retirement assets. We're very conservative. Uh, we think there's problems coming up, in, particularly with the dollar and other sectors, with reckless government spending and corporate debt, that you want to be very cautious in this market, and that's what we are overall. We think things are changing, in, 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 but we, we manage your assets uh, using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets and do a lot of risk analysis. And uh, so if you need some help, just go to our website. You can request an appointment with me. Uh, it's maxoutsavings.com. Also, sign up for our free newsletter. It, it's a free newsletter. It's the Max Out Savings Report. And uh, all you need to do is go to the website, give us your email, and we'll send it out to you. You're not going to receive a phone call or anything on it. Uh, the only thing we've ever done is once in a while we'll do a seminar. We'll send out a thing that, hey, we're doing a seminar. That's all we've done over the last 13 years. Uh, so we don't really bother you with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, we're not going to call you up. So it's, it's a private list. So just sign up for the free newsletter. Now, a couple things. Year ends coming up. Uh, market's been very hot. It's virtually melted up as as institutions have panicked and poured money into the market. I think things will change after the first of the year. Again, it looks very similar to 1999. You had the Fed inject a massive amount of money. Right, right, right before Y2K. This time it was the it was the uh, repo market. You could see a sell-off after the first year. Something you want to watch. Anyway, we'll write more about that in the Max Up statement. Until then, remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and desperately. That's the key to it. See you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.